I V M. Are you looking for smarter ways to invest in gold? End your search at gold mutual funds. These funds give you all the benefits of owning pure gold without you having to hold it in the physical form. Also, the fund uses the power of gold to let you accumulate wealth for your financial goals. Since gold mutual funds are a relatively safer haven over other options, you may invest in them to diversify your overall investment portfolio. Avail the golden opportunity now at Paytm Money. The option to invest in the best gold mutual funds in a simple and convenient manner starts with as low as rupees hundred. Download the Paytm Money app from the Play Store, get your KYC done, and become investment ready instantly. Ab. गोल्ड म्यूचुअल फंड्स के लिए भी पेटीएम करो फोक्स वेलकम टू पैसा पैसा आई एम होस्ट अनुगम गुप्ता बी फिफ्टी ऑन ट्विटर एंड एज ऑलवेज आई होप ऑल ऑफ यू आर स्टेइंग सेफ एंड आवर थैंक्स टू एवरी वन हुज battling this for us on the front line the health authorities the civic authorities the police and everybody else who's doing who's going above and beyond in ensuring that we are safe at home my guest today a returning guest absolutely thrilled to have him because we love to have returning guests on our show in fact this is the third time that india lens will be on our shows the first time that india lens was in our studio was in gorav had come all the way from delhi to bombay and we were talking about uh, india lens back in march 2019 you should check out that episode and then when i went in delhi and i spoke with mayank kashwaha uh, you know we were talking about lending for millennials so for this episode i am absolutely thrilled to welcome back gorav chopra ceo india lens and we're going to talk about a very very relevant topic in these times digital lending 2.0 okay which is in fact it's a range of financial products that india lens has put out in these times which has basically contactless financial products like loans insurance and a line of credit and as all of you would know sitting at home and having access to financial products in the contactless way is the way to go at least until the curbs are lifted so gorav welcome back to the show thanks for doing this for our for our listeners let's get started gorav what's been happening here you know it's been about uh, 45 days as about one one and a half months since this crisis started from your perspective as someone you know who has a year to the ground on both the lending and the borrowing side let's start with this for our listeners what's been happening so far thank you so much anupam it's my pleasure to be back on the show i hope you and all our listeners are keeping safe uh, coming to your question on the impact of covid on lending the truth is that it has had a huge negative impact both on the borrowing side and on the lending side by that i mean that we have seen a fall in demand coming from borrowers at the same time we are seeing a fall in supply coming from lenders that include banks and nbfcs now the reasons for this uh, vary for both these groups on the demand side what we see is that you know many borrowers who were earlier borrowing for expenses such as home renovation uh, summer travel or weddings in the family now actually don't need these loans at least in uh, this time of the lockdown so this demand i would say has been postponed uh, to a few months later and you know we will see it coming back then now coming on to the supply side here the story is slightly different here there are two key factors that are coming into play one is on the risk side which is that lenders are being cautious on whom to lend and whom not to lend as they see that there is uncertainty on job losses and wage cuts so if they are not certain that a person you know will be having a same income that he was having a month or two back or there is a fear that you know the job might not be there in a post covid world 
that is where the lenders are being slightly cautious also many lenders who you know earlier used to rely on physical processes uh, such as verification of borrowers or uh, doing kyc by meeting the borrower in person are unable to do so in the lockdown and uh, that is the uh, you know logistical reason for them not to be able to lend in these times great god of so has the rbi done anything out here because you know getting a loan from a bank or an nbfc or even online sometimes requires you to have some physical documents uh, submitted so just give us an idea about that so that people can then understand how useful contactless lending is yes so see now when a borrower is supposed to uh, take a loan there are a few requirements from the lender side these requirements are to make sure that firstly the kyc is done in the right manner uh, secondly we need to make sure that the ability of the borrower is there to repay the loan and that is where your pay slips or your banking comes into play now in any kind of a digital process the idea is to make these two parts which is the kyc and the ability of the borrower also uh, follow up paperless process uh, luckily on the kyc front with you know aadhar being in place with the aadhar database being accessible through a person's uh, otp that comes on their phone uh, that uh, burden has uh, you know moved from away from physical and a user simply needs to uh, you know either do a, a verification of his aadhar card through the aadhar website uh, and you know provide any additional documents that may be required over his uh, you know phone or camera that could be his identity proof such as a pan card uh, or a address proof such as uh, you know a photograph of his uh, utility bill uh, similarly on the banking front you know gone other days where we used to you know submit physical uh, bank statements uh, we are you know simply uh, taking these directly from the borrower uh, either you know when he is uploading his bank statements uh, onto the portal uh, or if the borrower is you know logging into his net banking Uh, but instead of making a transaction uh, the technology uh, has has provided us access to his bank statements when the borrower gives uh, consent on the same so these are you know processes that uh, are now uh, very much active in the whole lending space to ensure a contactless uh, you know lending happens great so now let's talk about your initiative digital lending 2.0 tell us what it is uh, what do you have to offer and how can customers uh, you know avail of it right so while demand and supply of loans has definitely gone down there are still people who are looking for loans right and these are people who want to borrow in these times it could be for a variety of reasons uh, one is you know for small uh, businessmen small shopkeepers who are either running their shops right now and need capital for uh, you know making sure that uh, they are able to meet the demand of the users at the same time there are you know few uh, people who want to let's say repair a high interest rate credit card and they want to borrow at a much lower interest rate that a personal loan uh, provides so that is uh, you know where the demand is coming at the same time we are seeing a lot of our lenders while they have reduced lending they are still keen to lend to segments where they believe that you know risk will not be uh, disproportionate to the reward that they are able to get so you know we thought that how do we make the lender and the borrower uh, both meet in this environment where physical uh, uh, you know meet up is not possible and uh, that's where we launched uh, a 100% uh, touch free loan uh, and and related products where not only uh, is the loan product uh, 100% digital 
it is also uh, agentless. So from a borrower standpoint, all the borrower now needs is his mobile phone and uh, his PAN card and Aadhaar card. And he can simply come onto our app, which is uh, the India Lens app on his uh, Apple or on his uh, Android phone and uh, can follow the loan journey there. Now, this is uh, this is for a digital loan. We've also launched a digital touch-free line of credit, uh, which is a, a pretty a simple product, which we are calling, which we are uh, you know asking our users to use in case of emergency. What the product does is that you know you can simply activate your line, uh, which could be a line of let's say five lakh rupees, and you know to activate this line there is no cost. It is a zero cost product. You but it gives you the peace of mind that there is a line of five lakh rupees as and when you need it. So, you know, God forbid there is an emergency in the house and you have the India Lens 5 lakh rupee line active uh, by simply clicking a button on the app, uh, there will be a instant transfer of the money into your savings account. And uh, that could be, you know, any amount up to 5 lakhs. So let's say somebody wants to borrow 50,000 rupees. He can simply transfer that money into his account. The the charges uh, on the interest rate or on the processing fee will only be charged on the 50,000 rupees and not on the entire line. Uh, so that we felt was, uh, you know, an emergency loan product that uh, was required. And we added the whole uh, touch-free flavor to it as well. And uh, lastly, you know, given that a lot of people uh, are rightly worried about uh, their health right now, uh, we also, you know, partnered with a few insurance companies and launched a touch-free health insurance product, which also covers COVID uh, and other uh, illnesses. And uh, that, again, can be uh, taken, you know, from our website. So that is our, uh, you know, digital 2.0, which while we've launched, uh, you know, during the COVID days, we do believe that this is going to be the new normal even afterwards, where, you know, borrowers uh, would prefer to do everything on the comfort of their homes and their smartphones, as opposed to, you know, speaking to people on the phone or meeting people, uh, uh, you know, physically. Great. So... I want to understand the products a little bit better, right? Now, um, you said that I would need, uh, in terms of my documentations, I would need probably my PAN card, my Aadhaar card, and I mean, your basic ID proof and address proof. And I would then also need a, a, a bank account for the money to come in. Uh, I've got that part right. What would be the cost that I'm looking at out here, whether it is in terms of processing fees or in terms of the rate of interest uh, for these for the loans and the line of credit side of the products? Right. So you are absolutely right that uh, those are the documents uh, or, you know, that you will need and uh, that can be transferred to us, uh, you know, using your phone's camera. Now on the interest rates and other charges, these are same as they used to be pre-COVID as well, which is that it varies basis the credit profile of the borrower. So for example, on India Lens, you can get a loan as low as 30, 40,000 rupees and you can go on to get a unsecured loan of 25 to 30 lakh rupees as well. And these are being offered by all the you know big banks, NBFCs and fintechs that we have in India. The interest rates over here can be as low as 10.5%. However, to get a 10.5% interest rate loan, somebody has to be having a very high credit score, which would be you know above 750, 775 on the Experian or Civil Credit Bureau. And at the same time, uh, should be earning well, right? So that is uh, where the 10.5% loan comes in. Uh, the usual interest rates then go up to about 20-25% as well. But these are mainly for lower ticket uh, loans, you know. So if somebody wants to borrow, let's say, 50,000 rupees and 
you know, in that case, the interest rate could go up to 20, 22% also. The average that we see comes out to around 15 to 16%. And on top of that, there is a processing fee, which ranges from uh, 0.5% to 2.5% of the loan amount. Uh, again, depending on uh, how big the loan is and what is the credit profile of the borrower. So these things have remained unchanged uh, even in uh, you know the COVID times. Okay, and on the uh, the health insurance part, I'm guessing that you are the intermediary in the sense that if I want a health insurance policy via India Lens, then you would put me through in touch with some insurance player, and then I have to take that up with him. For example, if the insurance provider wants me to do a health checkup before getting the policy, that could be the case. That's between me and him. Is is that right? So we've made it actually even simpler for the customer in this case. So we have done integrations with our insurance providers where the entire journey can, you know, again happen on the person's smartphone uh, uh, on our uh, website. And in this case, we have launched products where there is no need for a physical health checkup. The physical health checkup normally comes in, you know, for medical insurances, which are of a very high amount. Uh, Here we've, you know, limited that right now for the COVID times. And hence, you know, only have shown products where a physical checkup is not required. Okay, fantastic. I think that's helpful for our listeners. And if they want to know more, they can check out your website and the app. And on this note, we'll take a small break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the RBA moratorium. We're going to understand it. How it works, whether you should take it, whether you shouldn't take it. And Gaurav is going to explain that to us. And of course, uh, something that I always like from Gaurav is his tips for all of our listeners on how to manage their credit, their loans and outstanding, especially in these very difficult times. So folks, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another amazing week on the IBM Podcast Network. If you aren't following us on social media, please do. We're IBM Podcast on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. We'd like to thank our sponsors this week, Paytm Money. Guys, it's been a really, really cool week. We've had a ton of interesting stuff come out. We had an episode with Kunal Shah on Cyrus Says. We've had really stellar episodes on Pesa Vesa, Advertising is Dead, Filter Coffee Podcast on Empowering Series all over the place. Definitely do check it out. I'm sure you'll enjoy what's been going on this week. And with that, let's just continue on with your show. And welcome back to this episode of Pesa Vesa. My guest, Gaurav Chopra, CEO at India Lens. We've been talking about uh, Digital Lending 2.0 from India Lens, a product that they've just launched uh, in these very difficult times so that people who want uh, financial products like a loan, a line of credit or a health insurance policy can go to India Lens and get this done contactless via the app or the website. So we spoke about that. In this part of the podcast, we're going to be talking about the RBI moratorium. Uh, I you know, need to know how it works how it's been working actually, because it's been quite a while since the RBI and then the banks offered this to all their customers and also, of course, you know, whether you should take it. So, Gaurav, let's go through this. What exactly is the moratorium? You know, because when it was first announced, there was a lot of confusion uh, in terms of whether I'm getting three months holiday or uh, I don't need to pay for three months or if I have to pay, then I have a high interest rate. So, just let's just clear the confusion first. Just explain the concept of a moratorium first for our listeners. Absolutely. So moratorium essentially means a temporary stoppage of an activity. right? So in the lending world, this also means that there is a stoppage of payments from borrowers on term loans. right? And what does the stoppage mean? It means that for a few months, the, the lender will 
permit the borrowers not to make any payments to the lender and that uh, will then get uh, collected later on so that is a very simplistic uh, way of looking at you know what does a moratorium mean uh, in the lending world now coming specifically to the rbi moratorium for uh, for india during the covid times it was announced that for 3 months there will be a moratorium that the borrowers can take from their lenders now in reality this was actually for 2 months uh, because by the time it was announced uh, the march uh, emis had already gone through uh, for most uh, borrowers and april and may was with the 2 months left so it was a payment holiday that was being offered how it works is that uh, firstly this is a payment holiday it does not mean that it is payment forgiveness so the borrowers still have to repay uh, the emis or the credit card bills or uh, or any of their uh, interest it is simply pausing that uh, for the two or three month period now when what happened in the moratorium is that while there is a there is a pausage in the amount that you need to pay your lender the interest is still accruing so what it means is that you know let's say you had a home loan of 50 lakh rupees and there was a monthly uh, emi that you were paying of 2 lakh rupees this emi uh, for 2 months will get stopped and then when you come out of the moratorium period you will be liable to pay these your same emis which would also then uh, you know uh, include the interest charges on the principal amount and in all likelihood your overall loan repayment tenure would get extended by 2 or 3 months so if you know you had let's say 48 installments left uh, this could mean that you know you now have uh, 50 51 installments left and you will also be uh, charged for the interest that uh, you know you uh, on on these amounts so that is uh, you know what has happened uh, in the rbi moratorium and we have seen uh, numbers coming in over the last few days uh, from the finance ministry i believe over uh, 3 crore users have uh, asked for moratorium from the state owned banks i would imagine the number to be similar for other entities as well which are the nbfcs and uh, the privately held banks and uh, in terms of uh, you know how uh, borrowers went about taking this uh, this was essentially uh, done in two ways Uh, and that is specific to the lender uh, most of the lenders had this as an opt in service whereby a borrower had to either call their lender or uh, email their lender and uh, instruct them that please do not collect my emis uh, on my due date as i want to opt for the rbi moratorium if they did not do this then their emis would continue as usual uh, some lenders went out and did the opt out service as well where the lenders automatically enrolled their borrowers onto the moratorium this was done by by very few uh, lenders uh, and some credit card companies but in this case if uh, the borrower does not want to go ahead with the moratorium that is when he has to you know either call the lender or uh, click uh, on the link that the lender may have uh, sent them uh, on an email so that is uh, how the uh, response to the moratorium has been uh lastly uh, i think uh, there is now talk about a further extension of uh, on the moratorium for another 2 uh, to 3 months uh, that is still uh, very much uh, uh, i would say uh, in talks as 
as opposed to uh, anything steady coming out on that. Uh, so uh, I would suggest all our listeners to wait for some formal communication coming from the RBI, coming from the lenders, and uh, not assume that this is automatically going to get renewed. Okay, now I'm going to use this as you know uh, going into my next question. So, what would be your advice to listeners in general? Uh, about the moratorium, should they use it? Should they not use it? Uh, what's a very good case when they should use it? In fact, because if we say that for three months you don't have to pay, then obviously everyone will leap at it. But there's a lot of fine print out there because this this period does not come at no cost. There is definitely a cost there, like you said, interest will still be levied. So, what's your general view? What's your general advice to people about this moratorium for taking it or not taking it? So, my advice to all my customers, family, friends has been that if you have money, please continue to repay your loans and do not even think about taking the moratorium for the same reasons that you mentioned, that this is not something that is coming uh, free of cost. Your interest is still getting charged and you are, by delaying this payment, you know, you are actually increasing the amount that you're going to be repaying the bank over a period of time, uh, given that, you know, your principal that would have idly reduced because of your monthly payments has not gone down and the interest on that principle still continues to accrue. So uh, I would repeat my advice to all listeners is that if you have money, then please continue to make your loan payments, continue to repay your credit card bills in full. Only if you feel that, you know, there is a shortage of funds right now, or you feel that there may be a shortage of funds, uh, let's say in the next month or so, uh, then as a last resort, uh, you know, you can opt for the moratorium, but otherwise, uh, it's it's a good practice to continue to repaying your loan payments. And of course, most importantly, please speak to your bank, NBFC, or credit card, or whoever it is that is offering you the moratorium to be very clear about the terms and conditions of that. Remember, folks, this is not free; there are costs to it. So please speak to your loan provider to understand the terms and conditions of the moratorium. Great. So, got a last part of the show. The one that I like the most. Just, you know, if you can just tell our listeners a few tips, a few pieces of advice on how to manage our credit in these very difficult times. Because we now know that it's been 45 days since it started and it's not going to get over very soon. So, um, of course, all of us hope that it gets over soon, but we just need to be prepared. So just walk us through some general tips that you would be giving, uh, you know, on how to manage our usual stuff, you know, like our credit cards, home loans, auto loans, our outstandings in these very difficult times. So the advice actually is the same as it is in usual times as well, which is that please be responsible with your money. Now, what does responsibility mean when it comes to borrowing? Uh, the number one rule is, you know, borrow only when you need to. There is no need to borrow if, you know, there is no need or, you know, it is only to... Uh, you know, you are only uh, borrowing to uh, incur an expenditure uh, which which is not really there, right? So, firstly, borrow only when you need to. Uh, the second is not that now you know that we are all sitting at home, hopefully having some free time to you know think about our finances. Uh, this is the right time to explore. You know, are there any better offers out there that can help me save in the longer term? For example. If let's say you have a home loan and the interest that you're paying on it is nine and a half percent. Now, is there a, a lender out there either today or in the post COVID world 
then that can offer you a loan of let's say 8.5% or 8.2% and the small you know percentage change especially on a product like a home loan can be a huge saving uh, on a month on month basis uh, that that you know uh, borrowers should definitely look at doing uh, and the same goes for all other kinds of loans as well so if you have a personal loan going on and let's say that's at 16% uh, can you actually reduce that from 16% to let's say 12% or 10.5% right and every penny over here uh, you know that you are saving is uh, money that you are earning as well so that would be the second advice that uh, please review all your existing loans and try to bring down the price wherever possible uh, lastly i would say you know this is an advice on credit cards uh, i think most of us have realized in this lockdown that you know we don't really need to spend as much as we used to on our credit cards right it has all come down to spending on essentials and i hope that that becomes a habit going forward uh, which ensures that we don't get into uh, debt traps of a credit card uh, i do sell a lot of credit cards and the reason we sell it is because we feel it's a great tool it's a convenience tool but we also find that a lot of borrowers you know uh, end up misusing it they go overboard on their spending and then they realize that they are paying 3.5% interest or 42% uh, annualized interest on their credit cards so advice over here is to you know be cautious with your spends uh, take this two month period as a to reflect that you know what are the expenses that you really need to do and uh, only then use your credit cards uh, or or uh, your savings so that is my advice to all our listeners fantastic what a great positive note to end this podcast on gorav that is so useful just pay all your outstandings on time and especially now when your credit card bills have probably shrunk to essential items now you know what is essential and what is non essential so maybe that can help you in the future folks that is a wrap on the show my guest gorav chopra ceo at india lens we were talking about the digital lending 2.0 initiative that india lens has launched and of course we spoke about a lot of other things like the rbi moratorium and of course how to manage your credit in these very very difficult times i hope you like the episode gorav thank you so much for joining us thank you so much anupam No material on the show should be considered as financial advice. The material on the show is for informational purposes only. Please consult a financial advisor before taking any investment decision. Look, up in the internet, it's a meme. No, it's a cat video. No, it's the Geek Fruit podcast. That's right. We interrupt this riveting broadcast to tell you about our show, The Geek Fruit Podcast, where Tejas Dinkar and I, Jishnu, talk about everything in pop culture, including DC, Marvel, Star Wars, Netflix, and everything in between. You know how your friends hate it when you ramble about some nerdy crap and you just want somebody to listen to you? Well, sorry, there's nothing we can do about that, but come listen to us ramble and it'll almost be like the real thing. Kind of. Listen to new episodes of The Geek Fruit Podcast every Monday and The Geek Fruit Bulletin every Thursday on iTunes, Google Podcasts, the IVM app or wherever you listen to podcasts. Happy listening, you nerds. Do you wish you were smarter? Well, so do we. But the next best thing, we could make you sound smarter and to help you with this endeavor, we are simplified, Ooh. a podcast uh, that attempts to break down the complex world around you with a little knowledge, a lot of poor jokes and a ton of random trivia. Episodes out every Monday on the IVM podcast app or wherever you get your podcasts. See ya. See ya.